Chapter 11, The Levels of Consciousness. The ultimate battle of a man is between who his mind thinks he is versus who his soul knows he is. If you read this far, you know that this book is not your typical personal development book. Most books focus on mindset, but I want to go deeper than that. I want you to realize the work you're doing goes beyond mindset. You're raising your level of consciousness. In this chapter, I will explain to you the multiple levels of consciousness so you can understand the level that you're in right now and how you get to the next level. Once you understand this, you will also be able to see the patterns of why you sometimes feel like you're stuck at a certain level, taking one step forward and two steps back. The primal level, survival. The first level of consciousness is a primal level of survival. When you're in survival mode, you don't see a bright future in the tunnel. Your only goal is to survive to live another day. When a man is in survival mode, he's not interested in creating a kingdom. He wants to make ends meet and survive some fear and doubt. When I was in survival mode, I was living paycheck to paycheck. I wasn't thinking about saving up and in no way was I planning my next steps. I was thinking of getting my check and at the end of the week, pay my bills. I was also survival mode in my relationship. At that point, I was only thinking about getting my own needs met. And if anything didn't go exactly as planned, I shifted the blame to my wife. I was jealous and in, I was jealous and insecure and I was constantly asking where she was going and what she's been. Even though this mindset sounds immature, it's important to understand that you can find yourself in survival mode at any age. You could also be in survival mode in your health. When you're in survival mode in your health, you're not taking care of yourself. You're eating whatever it is in front of you, you don't take care of your body, you don't exercise, and you don't make any effort to expend any energy. You're merely trying to get up one more day and drag yourself to work. When you're in survival mode with your purpose, you feel like you have no purpose in your life. You don't feel guided. You feel like God or the universe has abandoned you and you're just existing in life. The moment you break away from survival mode, you ascend to the next level of consciousness. If you look at the graphic, the first stage is survival. The line between survival and discovery represents pain. This means that for you to level up, you must embrace your pain. Have you ever heard of the story of the dog sitting in the nail? The dog sits on the porch and is crying but not moving because he's too comfortable. He's getting used to the slight uncomfortable feeling the nail is causing to the point that he's nearly comfortable with his pain. The moment the pain for a man is bad enough, you can move into the next phase. The pain could come as feedback from the pain could come as feedback from your wife saying, I don't love you anymore. I want a divorce. It could come from your business because it's not doing as well as you want it to and you may want to burn it to the ground. It could come from a disconnect from purpose because you feel like you want to do something that matters with your life. The moment that the pain becomes overwhelming, that's when you're ready to do something about it. That's where the next level of consciousness is called discovery because you're looking to discover what to do about your situation. The consciousness of discovery. Wherever your pain originates, something must happen in your life for you to realize it. Shit, I need to get out of my survival mode and discover what I'm capable of. You can see the shift in men every time they go from a victim mentality to take responsibility for their lives. Once you reach a certain threshold of pain and you don't want to just survive in your business, your relationship, or your health, that's when you're ready to go to the next level. Sometimes you will feel judged as you move out of survival mode. Why is that? If you hang around with people in survival mode, they will most likely want to keep you in that mode because they're afraid of being left behind. The moment you decide to say, fuck it, I'm going to discover what I could do, is the moment that you step into the next level of consciousness. Nobody's going to move you. Your wife is not going to move you. Your clients are not going to move you. 
God is not going to come down and move you. The moment you decide to move, you go into the next level of discovery. There's a stage where you try different strategies. Maybe you start a business or find a way to sharpen your skills. You may try different things in your relationship or explore different religions to find a higher purpose. You're looking to find a place in this world. You have a feeling that you were meant for more. So now you set out to find what it is. You're discovering your gift. You're discovering your skill. You're discovering what your edge looks like. A lot of men get stuck in discovery mode. If that's you and you find yourself trying different things repeatedly, it's because you haven't found what you're truly willing to go all in for. You're not willing to face enough pain to move forward. When I was in discovery mode, I was trying to build multiple businesses. First, I discovered real estate. Then I became an investor. Then I went a real estate brokerage. And later, I found a niche on the distressed asset management side. As I relate to my spiritual journey, I went from different churches. I read books in Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism. But now, I was looking to go all in. And not just to dabble in different things, but achieve mastery. I wanted quality, not quantity. And when the desire is there, the pain of not having it takes you to the next level. The transformation level. Discovery could be a fun stage. But if you stay there too long, you could become a dabbler in everything and a master of nothing. I realized that I was dabbling in my business. I was dabbling in my connection with God. And I was even dabbling in my marriage. I was tired of not being committed. I saw how my life reflected my lack of commitment. When I got tired of dabbling and I had enough pain, I knew I had to make a choice and go all in. That's when I made a transition to, tra- that's when I made a transition to transformation. Remember, pain is the common denominator that will move you to the next level. In the transformation stage, you open to receive more guidance. In this stage, you start investing in yourself. You're thirsty for strategies and information. You start attending workshops and trade shows to see how other companies are growing. You may go to personal development seminars to become a better person, read books, or take some training that will improve your business. You're no longer trying to discover what you do. You're learning how to increase your capacity in what you do. You could be in the transformation stage in your business when you're focusing on a product or service and want to improve it or scale it. The difference between the discovery stage and transformation stage is commitment. Your commitment will always be backed by time and money. Where you spend your time and money reflects what you're committed to. This transformation stage of consciousness is exciting because you feel like you're growing. You may find a community that supports your growth and realize you're not alone. In the transformation stage, you could see exponential growth because you're no longer dabbling in multiple areas. The results you see will be almost immediate. The transformation industry is a billion-dollar industry because it's easy to get results when you take someone from discovery or survival mode to transformation. Using information, seminars, workshops, books, and videos, motivation ranks as one of the number one keywords in Google because people want to transform their lives. But here's the dangerous part of transformation. When you review the graphic again, you will see that transformation is the biggest portion. That's because transformation can be addictive. There are thousands of personal development books, coaches, and seminars. You even see mega churches catering to transformation. We love the transformation stage because it gives us hope. It gives us the feeling that we're going somewhere. If you have been stuck in the transformation stage for a long time, you already feel frustrated. I was in the transformation stage for years. I spent half a million dollars on seminars and personal development. I became addicted to the transformation world until I was exhausted by constantly trying to transform by taking on more information. The truth was, I wasn't implementing most of what I was learning. In the beginning, I saw the growth, but over time, I became stagnant. I started to neglect my business and my family, 
because I was looking for the next high of transformation. It was easy to get motivated in a weekend seminar or by watching a video, but the hardest thing to do is to act with the information you have. It's important for you to know that I'm not here to motivate you. I'm here to guide you to the next level. I don't want you to be addicted to information or motivation. I want you to consume what I'm saying and sharing this book and execute on it. The reality is, once you're in the transformation stage, you need to execute and move forward. Otherwise, you're not get stuck in this illusion of perfection, waiting for the perfect strategy or the perfect moment and thinking that you need more information before you take action. But that's just your mind being afraid of failure. Your commitment must be greater than your fear of failure. Don't wait for the perfect moment to execute. The transformation stage will give you the tools, but you need to tap into the pain to move to the next level. The pain of knowing what to do and not doing it. The pain of buying into all your bullshit excuses and waiting for perfection. The pain of knowing deep inside that you were destined for greatness or the pain of realizing that no one is going to do this for you. It's all up to you. The ball is in your court and you have to make a choice and go all in and rise as a king. The awakening stage. The moment you go all in, you have entered the awakening stage. You realize that everything is happening for a reason. You implement your knowledge and you feel confident that you're being guided. You take responsibility for taking initiative as opposed to hoping others will do it for you. You start experiencing living in alignment with your beliefs. When you start living what you have talked about doing, then you're in the waking stage. This is where integration happens. You become more authentic and secure about who you you become more authentic and secure about what you want and who you are. You start to care less about what others think and more about creating an impact. Your focus shifts from income to impact. As you raise your level of consciousness, being awakened means acting without expectations because you know you're being guided towards a higher purpose. In the awakened awaken stage, the mantra I want you to remember is adapt, adjust, and execute. Many who are in the awakened stage live by this mantra. If something is not working in your marriage, you need to adapt to what's happening. Adjust your strategy and execute again. If you're not getting the desired results in your health, you need to take the same approach. Adapt, adjust, and execute. This doesn't mean that every time you execute, you're going to win. It means that once you execute, you need to adapt, adjust, and execute again. Learn as much as you can from every failure because the bigger failure is not learning from your mistakes. The goal in the awakened stage is to get you 1% better today than you were yesterday. When people are in the transformation stage, they're focusing going from 0 to 100. Going fast is fun until you crash. In the awakened stage, you're focusing going far, not fast. Being awakened means you focus on creating progress by 1% a day. Nothing more, nothing less. The magic is in the compound effect. You also must prepare yourself for the fact that you're probably going to fall. An awakened king accepts an awakened king accepts that sometimes he falls back into a survival stage, but he doesn't stay there. He may experience a discovery stage, but he moves up. He may go back to transformation stage, but he becomes better from it. He knows how to get himself back to the awakened stage much faster every time he falls. I hosted my first mastermind seminar in Christmas 2013. I rented a conference at the Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was willing to follow my calling. The doors opened up and everybody came in. I was on the stage for the first time doing my best impression of Tony Robbins. By this time, I had been around Tony for the past five years, had attended more than 50 of his events. I've never done a single presentation, but Tony's mannerisms were ingrained in my subconscious mind. I didn't have to try hard to be like Tony. People used to tell me I was like him. I felt proud. I said, yes, 
I would say with a huge grin on my face, I am the Latin Tony. The first day of the event, when the doors opened up, had all these people who flew in from all over the country to hear me speak. As everyone took their seats, I approached the stage to welcome everyone, and I proceeded to do my best impression of Tony Robbins. At the end of the day, everyone was clapping and cheering because I had exceeded their expectations. One of the participants even came out to me afterwards and told me, man, you're like the Latin Tony Robbins. Mission accomplished. I fooled everyone. But that was the problem. I was fooling everyone into thinking I was a Latin Tony when I should have been the genuine, authentic Raul. I realized this whole time I was a fraud. Instead of feeling happy, I felt like I had a knife in my chest. The next day was my son's birthday, and I wasn't with him. I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, I'm missing my son's birthday because people want to hear me speak, but I'm doing the best impression of somebody else. I didn't have any other choice but to be myself. I feared I wasn't going to be good enough, and they would judge me because I had pretended to be somebody else. I tried to justify by telling myself it was my first event, I still had time to figure things out, and that's when I heard the voice deep inside my soul say, if you don't speak your truth now, you may never find it. You've been asking for this opportunity, now it's time for you to step into your truth. They're here for you. I took the stage for the second time, and I apologized to everyone. I've been lying to you, I said. Yesterday was my best impression of Tony Robbins, but that's not who I am. For the next hour, I spoke my truth. I shared my story when I was in the tunnel, what I've learned in the process. By the end, almost the entire room was in tears. I had a breakthrough because I was sharing my darkest and deepest truths. At that moment, I realized that to help people go to the next level, I needed to share my story and be comfortable with who I was. Before you go into the awakened stage from the transformation stage, you may be afraid of what people may think. You may even psych yourself up by thinking that you're supposed to have everything together. And if you share your journey, you may be judged. You may be asking yourself, what will people think if they find out the truth about me? When we are in the awakened stage, we use pain as fuel. We stop avoiding it. Whatever might come down the path of life, you will adapt, adjust, and execute. Pain is a great teacher. Don't fear it. It's a natural part of life. It's giving you feedback and making you stronger. In every stage, you will have a choice to face your pain and level up or let it turn into suffering. When you're in survival mode, if you don't face your pain and take ownership, you will suffer. When you're in discovery stage, if you don't face your pain of lack of commitment, you will suffer. When you're in transformation stage, if you don't face your pain of doing what you already know you need to do and go all in, you will suffer. In the awakened stage, pain becomes fuel to take action and listen to the voice inside of you. When you listen to the voice that speaks to you and says, you were born for greatness, and you trust in the process of who you're becoming in this journey, you will begin to act and attract what you need in order for you to fulfill your purpose. I never thought I'd be writing a book about level of consciousness or spiritual awakening. I never thought I would become a speaker, author, or mentor. I didn't see myself as a leader or creating an impact. But it wasn't until I started to listen to that voice inside of me that I began to trust the process and allow God and the universe to work through me to fulfill my purpose on this earth. However, there's always a next level. The transcendent stage. Transcendence follows the awakening stage where you could see the impact you're making. The question I ask myself every day is, who will be better off because I live my purpose? The reason most men don't reach transcendence is because they're only focusing on themselves. Transcendence means you're focusing on other people's lives being better, not just yours. Your life's purpose is to make the world a better place. You have become a product of your transformation. People's lives are being impacted because of your work and the choices that you've made. Your kids, your employees, and your community will carry on your message and your mission because you led by example. When you're in this stage, you're tapping into a higher version of you. 
It's almost impossible to enter the stage unless you believe in something higher than yourself. This were men tapping into a spiritual connection with God and the universe and are surrendering so they could become a vessel for God and the universe to use them to fulfill their purpose. We see examples of this all the time when average men do extraordinary things. One story is Moses. When he led the Jews from Egypt, he argued with God that he didn't have enough education or the power to speak with certainty. Yet God was able to use them to fulfill his purpose. Another example is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. Their work created a movement that will be the foundation of the civil rights movement. That created a shift in this country that is still being felt today. You don't have to be a religious figure or dead to be in a transcendence phase. Influential public figures are on the stage like Barack Obama, Michael Jordan, Keanu Reeves, Ozzy Osbourne, Ric Flair, and Bill Gates, but you don't even have to be famous. There are teachers, pastors, business owners, and other influencers right now who are creating an impact in their communities, and their work is transcending to other people's lives. Writing this book took me more than two years. I remember sitting down with my Inner Circle members in one of my retreats talking about putting this book together. At that point, I was getting a taste of what transcendence was because I saw how their lives and their family's lives have become better. At the end of this book, you will learn from this man and see how they have put into practice what I talk about in this book. The key to raise your level of consciousness is to have self-awareness. The moment that you are aware of not just the level that you are, but also what holds you back, you can make the choice to do something about it so you can go to the next level. How do you raise your level of consciousness? Right now, I want to assess where you are in your life. Are you in survival, discovery, transformation, awaken, or even transcendence? Once you have the answer to this question, you have more clarity about where you are and where you need to go. And instead of judging yourself and thinking you should be in another level, just know that you're exactly where you need to be. Now ask yourself the following four questions that will help you have more clarity of what needs to happen for you to raise your level of consciousness. One, what is the pain that I'm trying to manage, deflect, or ignore? Two, what do I need to let go in order to go to the next level? Three, what am I afraid of? Four, who will pay the price if I don't raise my level of consciousness? When I ask myself these questions and process each answer, I learn more about how I react to my situation. What is the pain that I'm trying to manage, deflect, or ignore? This question allows me to go deeper, not just at the superficial part of my situation, but to find the core challenge. What do I need to let go of? Most of the time, what keeps me at a lower level of consciousness is the illusion of being in control. I find that when I discover the pain, it's because I'm arguing with reality. Life isn't always under my control. So I need to let go of the attachment of trying to fix everything, surrender, and let the solution come to me. What am I afraid of? When I get real with myself, my biggest fear is that I don't have what it takes to reach my ultimate destiny. The fear of not fulfilling my purpose and not becoming who I know deep inside I could be brings me down to the survival consciousness level. The moment that I give myself the permission to appreciate the level that I'm in right now, the moment that I give myself the permission to appreciate the level that I'm in right now and focus on all the progress that I'm making, that fear turns into fuel. To continue to work on myself because I know that I'm a work in progress. And if I don't appreciate the level that I'm in right now, I will never go to the next level. Who will pay the price if I don't raise my level of consciousness? This helps me commit to let go of control, facing my pain, overcoming any challenge that I'm going through in life and raise my level of consciousness. If I don't break through, I let fear and doubt control my life. My kids and my family will pay the price of my unconscious behavior. 
I know this gives me the drive to keep, I know this gives me the drive to keep my guard up every single day and do whatever it takes to continue to level up. There are people out there that are counting on your leadership. An awakening king who has discovered his code to the edge is worth a thousand average men. Now that you understand what needs to happen for you to raise your level of consciousness, you're also aware that at any moment you could fall back into an unconscious drift. What I've discovered keeps a man at a higher level of consciousness and helps him maintain his edge are these three principles. The key to keeping the edge and raising the level of consciousness. Association. The principle association is the key to your journey. You are the product of the people you're in contact with the most. That has been true for me for as long as I can remember. When I was a teenager, most of my friends were in gangs, and that's why I joined a gang. But now most of my old friends are either dead or in jail. And if it wasn't for my family, I probably would have ended up in the same way. When I became an entrepreneur, I was associated with people who were thinking bigger. And that energy of growth is contagious. That has allowed me to increase my belief system to create a vision. In the past five years, I've been the next level experience to create a brotherhood of leaders who want to lead other leaders. At the beginning, it was supposed to be a business mastermind. But then I realized that there are plenty of masterminds out there who focus on how to help you have a better business. But what I'm the proudest is creating an association that is founded on the principles of having a king mindset and raising a level of consciousness, not just as an individual, but as a collective. If you don't have a group of peers that will lift you up and vibrate at a higher level, it's almost impossible for you to do it on your own. Even though we are individuals, we feel all, even though we're individuals, we feed off one another. And what we desire the most is connection. Your level of consciousness and your edge is an average of the people you're connected with the most. Choose wisely. Accountability. Recently, I was told by a personal trainer that nobody wants to work out so hard that they throw up. As hard as many athletes push themselves, it is a trainer or a partner to push them to the point where their bodies literally cannot take it anymore. I've seen this not just in sports, but in many areas. You would do more for other people than you would do for yourself. When I lost my edge, I realized one of the main reasons was because I didn't have accountability. I was running my own company. I didn't have to answer to anybody. So it was easy for me to hide. Since then, I've hired coaches, trainers, and mentors to keep me accountable to help me see my blind spots. Clients who hire my coaches invest so they will have a high level of accountability because they know that just like me, they can bullshit themselves at any moment. But recently, we implemented the team aspect on the 100-day challenge. Now we have multiple teams competing with each other on a weekly basis, in a monthly basis, and a 100-day basis, so they see who has the highest score, their rewards, and their consequences. I've seen men do more for their teams than they will do for themselves because they don't want to let others down. They will push themselves out of their comfort zone, and that's the power of having somebody else accountable to a higher standard. Action. This is what separates those men who are just curious from those who are committed to finding their code to the edge. I believe in simplicity. So when we help men develop a plan of action, we always keep it simple. And we develop a measurable and attainable outcome. For the plan to be executed, we need leverage. So we create a clear consequence if the outcomes are not achieved. I like to create a fear-based consequence if action is not taken and a pleasure-based reward if the outcomes are met. We make choices based on two patterns fear or pleasure. So we make sure we have both. This action plan needs to have a beginning and an end date, and it needs to be looked at on a daily basis to make sure we adapt, adjust, and execute. If you have the right association, accountability, and commitment, if you have the right, if you have the right association, accountability, and commitment to take action, there's absolutely nothing you can accomplish. So here's a challenge for you. Download the Next Level app. Go to thenextlevelapp.com and track your seven king's habits every day. You also have a chance to join our community and find accountability partners who have a king mindset and they will help you execute. 
You will also have access to my morning ritual process and my daily edge message that I send every morning to my community. I believe that there are no coincidences in life. If you have read this far, you have what it takes to find your king's code. It won't be easy, but I know that you're not scared of hard work. All you need is to be guided to execute at your fullest. I know your deepest fear is not living your purpose. I know because I've been there searching and searching for the right strategy. Most men want to go to the next level, but they lack the commitment to do the work. This is why they will half-ass this book, half-ass their relationship, half-ass their business. That's because they're looking for the easy way, the hack, and the shortcut. You know there is no shortcut. You know there's no easy way. There's only work that you have to put in every single day. When you turn it into a game and you have the right people behind you holding you accountable, the game becomes exciting and you begin to enjoy the process. Success is not just a journey. Success comes from enjoying the journey. Most of us will underestimate the impact we can make in our lifetimes and we overestimate what we could do in a year. I want you to start playing the game from a different level of consciousness based on the impact you create, not just on what you get out of life. A simple principle I live by is life is always going to give you what you're willing to give life and what you're willing to lose, you will receive. The next chapter is one of the most imp- the next chapter is one of the most painful chapters for me to write. But I believe it's important for you to know that in order for you to create a legacy that will last for generations, you don't have to be rich or famous. The man who had the most impact in my life didn't have a business or have a thousand people following him. He wasn't even highly educated, but he operated from a higher level of consciousness. He has directly impacted many lives, including possibly yours, because he's one of the main reasons why I do what I do.